Let's do it. All right, everybody talk about it outdoors live once again in the Wilson studio. Alex, Nick, and Cody ready to kick it up and kick it down. We got an amazing guest here tonight, our famous friend from Nose Down Sense, Mr. Jason Caldwell is coming at us, and he's bringing all that thunder. Y'all pull up a chair and sit a while. This is going to be a good one. Nikki Sticks, son, we fresh off that trip up to <laughs> Illinois. We got that episode kicked off at the last drop. And, uh, man, this is going to be a fun one tonight. Jason has become somebody that's been somebody that I've talked to a lot over the last few months. And uh, I can tell you what, if there's anybody with the knowledge on the scent game, he's bringing it, and he's bringing it in good. And I can't wait to hear all this stuff he's going to bring to the table. How you doing tonight, buddy? Good. Where does Nikki Sticks come from? I don't know. I just I, I like it. You throwing sticks. Getting, I kept getting sti- uh, texts in Illinois, and I'm like, what is Nikki Sticks? <laughs> I don't know. You bringing those sticks to I the do, table? I look nothing like a stick. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Nikki Ball. Nick the trunk. <laughs> Nikki Trunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we'll call you Nikki Trunk then. Uh, Cody, good to have you here with us tonight, buddy. Yeah, hey, excited meant, as always. You meant Nikki Skunk. <laughs> yeah, so was that what it is? Yeah, Nikki <laughs> Skunk. Tag Soup. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, without further ado, you know, I, I want to go back a little bit into the first conversation that I ever had with this gentleman. It was at the Alabama Whitetail Expo. I walked up, and I uh, said, hey, my name's Alex DeBoard. Talk about it outdoors. Matt Jennings told me to get in touch with you, and you said, well, if Matt sent you to me, I don't know what to think about you. <laughs> Jason, you've become someone I've I've kind of gave a, a lot of knowledge bases to with the scent game, and uh, I can tell you, man, it's it's been a lot of fun trying your stuff out, and um, I appreciate you taking the time to come on with us tonight. Well, good to have me. Always good to have me. I know, I know. Let's hear it. <laughs> it's I good, know. good. No, good. I'm just kidding. You said I was famous in the intro. I got act famous if I'm doing. Going to introduce me famous. Here we go. Right. That's right. That's no, right. It's, you're hanging with Matt Jennings, man. You already got one notch on your little hat, you know. So I had to, had to listen to you, you know. <laughs> well, Matt, Matt, somebody that you know, right out of the gate when we started this podcast, became a friend of ours. Even prior to that, somebody that we uh, we enjoyed speaking with, and and I know that uh, y'all have got a long standing relationship together, and and you know, like I said, it's it's been with great success that we've uh, we've used your. Uh, your sense and that's that's why you're here tonight we wanted to hear about what's going on with nose down the brand with the marketing with the uh with the man behind the smell oh boy boy. (laughs) it's november it's the heat of the battle right now so obviously we are knee deep and nose down in it so you so to say I like uh, it. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, we always tell everybody, chin up, nose down. It don't matter how these trips turn out. We go to have a good time. We go to com- uh, have camaraderie with our fellow buddies and everything, and chin up, nose down, no crying in the woods, right? That is right. it. I so, like that. You know, we. Uh, I think everybody knows that has has seen or talked to me. I will help anybody that I can help in the Whitetail Woods, you know, with knowledge that I know. I don't know everything. I know enough to get me in trouble, you know. So, think like me and you talked about, about 
many different aspects and avenues of scent. Most people don't think about, you know, when they're deer hunting. They think about doe and heat only, drag rags only, you know, these big box store brands. And there's just so much more that's out there to be offered. If you'll open your ears, shut your mouth, listen, try it, you know, and go that route. And, and don't be afraid to step outside your, your comfort zone to, you know, be honest with yourself. You know, that's, that's the biggest advice I give everybody is, you know, listen to somebody that's had good success with it. And I think Alex, uh, you've got a little story that you can share with them, some new customers to be in the future. Um, and I guess the biggest thing is is just uh, listen more than you talk to some of these guys that have been there, used good products, had a good result, and uh, learn from them, you know. Well, take me back, Jason, because, you know, a lot of people may not know the backstory of of where it came to fruition for you with nose down and where did you first get the idea to market a scent company okay well um man like i'm gonna guess now don't hold me to it but 18 years ago 17 18 years ago somewhere like that <clears throat> excuse me i got a little tickle cough you're gonna deal with me tonight um I was at Walmart in Illinois, Southern Illinois, like you, Georgia Rednecks probably went, bought your tag, and this guy, I was getting ready to buy something on the counter, just like, or on the shelf, like everybody else does, guy pets me on the shoulder, says, put that stuff back, I got something way better for you, I'm like, okay, what do you got, and he's like, follow me, so I literally get in the truck, drive down the street with this guy, and he takes me to a deer farm. And the guy had, you know, white-tailed deer, pets. You could pet them. You could collect your own urine and a cup underneath them, you know, whatever. It was just the neatest thing I'd ever seen. And, and that's what started the drive in me that I said, man, I like this idea. This product has to be better than stuff that's, you know, big box store brands. It's been on the shelf for, for who knows how long. So that's how I started using fresh, you know, deer scent. And, and it ended up being where we we partnered with a few generations down. I get the, the the main owner had passed away from a cancer problem he had, and the company got sold. And anyway, I become a partner in another company that had the same deer, and all the chronic wasting disease laws kind of pushed me out of that partnership, forced me into starting nose down, which was honestly the best thing I ever done. Uh, but it it gave me my own avenue to start my own company and take all that knowledge I learned as a partner of the other company and apply it to this and be chronic wasting disease uh, responsible. And that's something that's became a very hot topic wherever we go in the country is chronic wasting disease. And I don't think a lot of people understand what pushes you get back on the the deer collection sites or or the deer farms like that is that a big negative in in, in your mind that you get a lot of pushback from people on that well we get a lot of misinformation from hunters you know it, it's still to this day this week that just last few days phone calls um do you sell synthetics well yeah we do well we can't use pure urine here in alabama we can't use pure urine here in Tennessee. So why can't you? Well, they changed the laws. No, educate yourself on the law here. The law states that you have to use a product that is 
CWD certified, a deer protection program, accredited, affiliated partner. RHSA, Responsible Hunting Scent Association, is the governing body behind that. Excuse me. And that is uh, what check mark and what information you're going to look for on the bottle now. Uh, used to be the ATA, the Archer Trade Association was involved in that. It's a little bit more than they wanted to, to deal with, so they gave it up. And now a lot of the big boys, uh, Conquest Sense and Doug there and Sam Burgesson from Wildlife Research, they've all did a big, big part in putting together this RHSA. And they took on other companies like Nose Down Sense and put us under their wing, showed us how to do things right, um, show us what is and isn't you know, acceptable in the deer urine industry in terms of spreading diseases. And we have to abide by all their rules and regulations and, and become a, an affiliated member of their, you know, organization. And, and if we do that, the state legislation, they, they adopted uh, the laws that said that we're legal to be bought, purchased, and used in these states. So that's big for people to understand that you can use real 100% urine in most states. But I will say, check your local game laws. There are some states that don't don't care, but they won't let you use anything. South Carolina is one of them, just for an example. That is that is I had no idea. Yeah, that blew that. my mind right there. I never heard that that you couldn't use. I knew there was synthetic the the bio deer. I think is what your you market yours as. Our bio buck, our robo doe, and our bedding area fifty one is our three synthetic versions of our real urines. So there again, there's nothing in there that has any deer byproducts in it. It is one hundred percent man. So it makes sense. State though, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, but there are certain states, like I said, I, I can't tell you right off the top of my head all of them you can do some research easily and find out if your state is one of them but um south carolina is one for sure virginia is another one um mississippi or missouri one of the two they have pretty strict laws too so um there again just look check your go your game laws it'll be in your um your digest there you know your your yearly book i'm sure so South Carolina, you can't use anything, even if it is artificial? Say that again, I'm sorry. You can't use anything in South Carolina, even if it is artificial? It, it, you can artificial only. Okay, I got you. So nothing real. It can't have anything real deer urine involved at all. That's they don't care if it's from an accredited facility or if it's from Joe Blow's backyard. They don't care. Zero tolerance, nope. Now, there again, you're going to get – you can still buy it at Walmart. You can still sell it to them. I still sell scent to these companies, these, these states. It's legal for me to sell it to it. It's legal for you to buy it. But the buck falls in your pocket when you get caught in the woods this fall with that product. Gotcha. Well, they could be buying it to go use it in a different state too, right? They can. So, that's I mean, the deal. So they can, if they're in Virginia, they could be heading to Illinois on a hunt and Ain't nothing says I can't sell it to them. Now, when you go to the woods, you know, just know the laws. Well, no different than five years ago when Georgia, North Georgia sold corn. Yeah, you could buy couldn't it. Buy, you, you couldn't could, bait you, here. You could buy it. But that was up you, to you. You can buy a supplement in Illinois. Yeah, they sell That's big right. time at Rural King, and you ain't you well, can't no, supplemental no. feed. <laughs> well, they're not going to turn down the the great almighty dollar. I'll promise you. That's no, right. That's right. That's right. So, 
you know, and it's all going to fall back in the hunter's pocket. You know, he's he's going to be the one that gets the ticket for using the the baited corn or the the mineral or the or the deer urine, whatever terms may be. Jason, you probably grew up like us, like you, you kind of said earlier, like a drag rag and putting out scent. You probably grew up in that time where I, that was probably a big thing, I guess. Is that kind of what made you lead into that, like doing all that stuff to get experimented with it? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, that's your nuts and bolts of deer scent. You know, it's, it's going to be doe and heat and drag lines. You know, that's kind of the 99% of every whitetail hunter in the woods knows that strategy, you know. Old Tink um, 69 on the drag rag. <laughs> that's right. You know, I use my old lady's tampons or whatever. That's you right. Know, yeah. I get it. You know, nothing wrong with any of that. Uh, however, we go so much deeper with deer scent and attractants. And like our scrape down, I think me and you want to talk about the scrapes that we've made this, this year already. You can make scrapes literally in may june july august and deer are going to use them now they're not going to use them some deer will use them extremely well in july and august and some won't it's just really the area and your buck doe ratio and just your overall you know deer structure you know that you have in that in that area um but come the rut now every buck in the woods is going to find a scrape somewhere that's right. And he's going to make his little presence known, you know, whether it be in one that you created or one that another buck created, he's going to get involved with that. And that's where I like to see these hunters learning how to make mock scrapes because that is the most rewarding way of using deer scent that I can tell you, that you're actually going to see results immediately. You're going to put a scrape down you're going to doctor it there's plenty of videos on our youtube channel to show you how um there's not a hard way there's not a right way there's not a wrong way it's just my 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 12 year old made this scrape that i killed my deer out of him he killed his deer out of this year um so if he can do it anybody can do it uh but these bucks are going to come in there and they're going to start working these scrapes and you're going to get an inventory list of every buck that's within smelling distance of this thing in a couple of weeks do you it's just a Go ahead. I was just going to say, do you um, feel like the, the, the scrape and making mock scrape has changed w- the way you do it based on uh, like the gels that you get in the scrape down or, or just the spray? Do you feel like it's it's came um, a long way since the early days of making mock scrapes for you with based on the products you're using? Well, sure, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, just to go with a spray – um, versus the gel forms, it's, the spray's going to last as long as there's no, you know, wet weather, rain, things like that. But whenever you get into the um, the weather-induced stuff, you're going to have to think about the gels. They're going to hold the sand a lot better. You're going to have a lot of uh, a lot more durability and heavy with the gels. And, and to me, I think that the kind of like the weather is activated. You know the the more, I'm not going to say rain, just straight up rain, but just do overnight and it drying in the day, uh, it just recharges that scrape over, you know, time. Yeah, that gel, and that's something that I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll just go right into it. I, I had got you to send me a, a can of the scrape down gel, and mm-hmm. I used it in Illinois this year, 
plus the I used the scrape down spray. I sprayed it on the limbs around, you know, a licking branch or whatever, um, and used the the scrape down gel in that scrape. And I'm telling you, overnight, and I didn't have a camera on it, but I was able to sit there and look and get video of bucks making scrapes the same evening or or cleaning that scrape out the same evening I had made those mock scrapes. And it blew my mind because... Oh, yeah, it happens. And we we hear it from all over the country. Well, you know... Not just Illinois, not just the Midwest. It works in Alabama. It works in Virginia. It works everywhere. So these deer, they're all, you know, they're all geared to you know. It don't matter where your deer's from now. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I can I can almost bet people, you know, like, listen, you put this scrape down out, you put it in an area where there are deer and there are bucks, you will get a buck on camera in the first 24 hours. I would almost bet any amount of money you want to bet. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it's a great product, man, and, and it's available in a form, you know, a spray form and a gel form. Applications, both are great. Both are recommended to be used in the scrapes. Um, and you, you can add a little bit of bully buck to it. Well, bully buck, he, he'll piss them off real good. <laughs> and that's what I was doing. I was going into my area and spraying that bully buck around. And, and you know, we can speculate that that, that it was – the reason that deer came into that area, but I truly believe it. And I think when you find something that you, you use just like fishing, you're going to continue to throw that lure. And it, maybe that bully buckle knock that cough you got out in order to get you a bottle of it and spray it down your throat in order to knock that yeah. cough right out. Right I'm muting this thing. Are you still hearing my cough? I'm no, I'm just <laughs> aggravated. <laughs> now, is- I, hey. I'm telling you right now, this cough about drove me crazy. I got it about two weeks ago, and I cannot get rid of it. Now, that bully buck, is that is that made to resemble a, a, a dominant buck in the area? And the reason I ask that is, um, have you seen where, because, you know, you may have a 140-inch, 150-inch deer, but he may not be, you know, very of aggressive deer. So I'm curious, is you know, have you seen any – Drive that they're drive that hundred and forty inch deer away, away. by smelling yeah. that. I know what you're asking. I, I'll be honest with you, and this is my experience. I don't have I guess data to back it, but I, I'm just being as truthful as a salesman as I can be to you guys and and people listening. I don't know how another buck would age structure another buck by the smell of their urine. Yeah, I mean that's to be honest with yeah. you. Um, yeah, and I don't know if they're if they're <laughs> that you know that to me is a sales gimmick um to to a degree uh, I, I imagine everything just gears off what they're eating you know and that's the big thing that a lot of people don't think about and that's something we should talk about is these deer farmers um that have these big huge whitetail ranches you know and all this and they're supplemental feeding their program you know only they, you know someone that's got 400 head of deer on a 50 acre or 30 acre or whatever uh farm you know they're not getting the natural browse that a whitetail in the wild's getting they're not getting acorns they're not getting you know forage uh they're getting everything out of a bag so their urine is going to smell different than a whitetail in the wild um so you know it's just like me and you you know you eat asparagus you eat lots of different things you know you smell different that's right and that 
to me is important when selecting the deer urine is to find those smaller companies that have smaller herds of deer that have healthy herd of deer that are you know naturally getting fed they're not they're eating the same thing my deer are eating in the wild you know they're eating corn they're eating grain they're eating greens and clovers and you know acorns and all this stuff because that's in theory what's going to make that smell a mimic of a wild deer you can't feed a deer out of a bag of you know alfalfa pellets 24 7 they never see anything other than a food in a bag and it smells the same there's just no way that's dang truthful that that right there mm-hmm. i mean that that means a lot it does and that's what told me when i went to the deer farm in, in illinois when i a long time ago is watching these whitetails you know they're just feeding along they've got trees overhanging with acorns and he's got honeysuckles are growing in the fence and you know these deer are just eating like normal whitetail deer do in the wild and their urine just smells so much different i mean i know it may sound crazy to some someone that's listening but you know you can tell the difference in something that's set on the shelf at walmart you know or something that's just come out of a deer an hour ago you know or a week ago or a day ago it smells totally different there's not even a comparison um so with that being said you have a lot of pheromones especially with the does and estrus you know you're trying to collect all those natural smells and all those hormones and those um, vaginal secretions and everything that makes her unique when she's cycling. And to do that in a large scale, supplying every Walmart in America, every Bass Pro, every Tom, Dick, and Harry sporting goods store, you're not going to get that mass producing it, you know, selling it two years ahead of time at the ATA show just to keep up with demand. It's not going to be the same product as a smaller company collecting fresh bottling daily doing it in a garage you know there's nothing that's gonna compare to buying the vegetables from the farmer versus buying it from public that makes sense makes absolute sense yeah how many different scents does a deer give off jason whether it's a buck or a doe do they have do they have have mercy they got glands all over their body you know um I'd be lying if I come up with a number, but since that we sell personally here at Nose Down, we sell our scrape down that has pre-orbitable, interdigital, parcel glands, uh, has sex glands mixture in it. It's got four different glands, and we we throw a little bit of bully buck in there with it just to give it a little a little pinch of this and a splash of that, and it's our own unique mixture, and it really drives the deer wild um, as far as the scrape down goes now the calm down it's a different blend it's a whole new creature in itself it is a ultimate and i say this with strong ultimate um cover scent and uh ultimate curiosity scent and it just has everything that those white-tailed deer smell in a bedroom they smell where deer have been living, they smell where they've been using the bathroom, they smell where everything, and they just feel more calm. That that product right there needs to be, we could do three episodes on that product, and, and I could tell you a hundred stories. But, um, I you think, know, to answer your question, I don't know how many exactly. You know, I'm not a scientist, but I can tell you there's a lot of different smells that a white-tailed deer puts off. 
And I'm sure they put it off at different times of the year. And and that's what I was sure. I was asking. I, I didn't know if you had went and sat with somebody to really analyze to see what that deer may put off at that certain time of year. Um, and I'm sure some of your videos on YouTube will kind of explain what you need to be using at certain times of year. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, we do. We have how to use videos, you know, on there, and we have um, videos of Matt Jennings just looking cool. You know, <laughs> well, you ain't got Boy, many of them. Yeah, <laughs> you need to send him. You need to send him a little more money so he can get him some bigger shirts. Yeah, bigger Jason. shirts. Uh, he, he needs to afford them mediums. Well, you know that's that, <laughs> the trend, man. The trend. Oh, uh, we that's always that bully buck rubbing into him. Uh, yeah, he's he's rubbing bully buck under his nose every <laughs> night. He's gonna have that dad bod for long. Yeah, yeah, yep, dad bod coming on strong now. Oh my goodness, I don't even want to. Yeah, him thinking like that. Yeah, he'll cry. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you something that I've been thinking about, and I wanted to I, – I, I thought about saying, well, I'm going to call Jason and talk to him about this. But on a previous episode that we had with a gentleman named Brian Keeft, he's from up in Minnesota, um, and he he is – Wisconsin is where Brian's from. I'm yeah, sorry. Um, he has – he brought to our attention a way that he creates bedding areas on his property. And one right. thing that he includes in that bedding area is spraying deer scents. And what he uh-huh. would do is go to just any random wholesale store and buy a bunch of just deer urines or whatever, and he would just pour all that stuff on the cheap into a bottle, and he would just save it. And then he would go in there with a big bottle, and he would spray it into an area to make a deer check that area for a hot doe. You know, and it created a bedding area like a big buck would come into. And it was an amazing idea that he had came up with to get deer. Or, you know, he probably didn't come up with it himself. He read in books and stuff like that. But he had developed a strategy around it in order to get big bucks to come and check an area. And I thought about this this past week in Illinois where if you had the opportunity to create a bedding area, it would be an awesome scent for you to put together for a, a mixture of whatever it may be and call it like a, a bedding area, you know? So that's, right. well, you know, I would love to see that, you tight. know, yeah. Sleep tight or something. Yeah. yeah that, there it is. There it is. Cody just named it for you, Jason sleep tight well, by nose down. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and in all honesty, that's what our calm down is designed to do. Right. We have our calm down in our bedding area 51. Bedding Area 51 is a synthetic form of it, and it, we've been selling a ton of Bedding Area 51 to states that are allowed, you know, to use re- real scent. And we've just been getting such a, a, a real big response from that product. And, of course, Calm Down, you know, it does have all the scents you're mentioning, you know. Um, could it be named something different and re- rebranded? Sure. But, you know, it's just kind of the, the same exact idea, what you're just saying. But. I agree with him in theory. Um, I like to, in the evening times, when I leave the stand, like in your trip to Illinois, when I would leave my stand for the evening, I'm going to put it to them. I spray that stuff like I like it's my last day. And uh, and I will, I'll get a lot of response from deer overnight, you know, cruising through, and they'll smell all this, you know, uh, this bar scene that I just left. <laughs> and, you know, I, I I couldn't tell you how many times I've stuck a trail camera up on the way out of my stand and just sprayed the hell out of stuff. I mean, anything I had in my pocket, like he said, you know, just creating that scent in the area. Just 
whether it's buck, doe, whatever, you know, and and have deer come right through and, and on my camera, you know, 30 minutes after I left or, or 30 minutes before legal shooting light, you know, the next morning, you know, and, and killed some good deer doing that in the past. And could it be coincidence? Yeah, I guess it could be, but I, I kind of don't believe in a lot of coincidences. I think you make make a lot of your, uh, you know, your uh, whatever, your, your opportunities. You create them yourself. Well, that's like this year, Alex hogged all the scrape down, so I didn't get to use any. Um, but um, no, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. We picked up a bunch from you, but um, the area I was hunting was extremely wet. It was flooded timber, and I, I wasn't able to make a scrape where I needed to. But I did take a bottle of that calm down, and I would just spray that stuff as I walked in um, my egress because it was actually on the deer trail, just where I had to go into that piece of property. And, uh, and I would spray it on the tree, you know, around me and, uh, on the limbs as I walked by and, and it could have been, you know, my, you know, my scent control was good as well. Um, but I had, I never had a deer even think about winding me all week or, or blow or, or, or anything. And, you know, I, I don't know if I can attribute that to that or, or, or what, but it definitely, definitely did not hurt. And it I, hurt nothing for sure. no, and the, and the, and the last day, um the deer that i shot um came in on the exact same trail that i walk into that area on so um it it definitely this is the first time i can honestly say i went out of state and didn't have a deer blow now i like we said i i i I can't say whether or not that for sure it was that calm down that kept you from doing it but it damn sure didn't hurt (laughs) no no i get hey people say you know excuse me there's gonna be deer that are just crazy as hell and are going to blow at anything you know it's there's not a hundred percent positive you know scenario here that's going to happen with anything you know all we try to do is tilt scales in the hunter's favor you know um i always have this little analogy and i'll bore you with it but 100 hunters surveyed that used tink 69 truthfully if they were to answer it if they had success with Tink 69 or any other box store brand over the last year, 100 hunters, I bet you 60 or 70 of them will say that they didn't have any response, yay or nay, didn't spook them, didn't help them. 20 or 30 of them, however the numbers would work, would say it spooked the hell out of a deer, and probably four or five might say, yeah, I killed a deer with it or it helped. That's right. You know, truthfully. Now, what we try to do is get those numbers working the other way. We won't you know, 20 or 30 to say it definitely helped or 30 or 40 or whatever that number might be. Um, and, you know, we want those and, and we see it. We know that it happens. We don't have to guess that it's happening. We see it happening. And our hunters have, you know, th- that's the good thing about us is that we, everything nowadays is on Facebook and social media. And if I'll promise you, if you you got a crap product or you're not doing people right and you're not treating them good you're going to know about it because everybody on facebook is going to know about it yeah you know and that's the thing you can go and review us and see us and and we just got we got too many people that talk good about us to have a bad product jason is there when you when you're talking about spraying that scent in those bedrooms or when you leave is is there such thing as too much scent man Obviously, whatever your wallet can afford. I mean, I, I own the place, so I'm gonna put it too. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't need to be taking 
four bottles as I'm walking out pumping them with both hands. <laughs> no, look like Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. in there smashing yeah. cans together. Yeah, but I mean, is there an appropriate amount that you kind of suggest? I mean, honestly, a dough that's in estrus now, it really depends on what we're trying to do here. You know, if we're trying to mimic a dough in the area that's coming to heat, I think more the merrier. You know, I'm not going to say three or four bottles, but you could take a half a bottle, you know, and disperse of it around a 50-yard circle around your stand or on your way out from your stand, and you're not going to do nothing but help, in my opinion, for a buck cruising through by night, you know. Um, and you're basically and just bucks, saying, put this, you're just basically saying, saying, take that spray bottle and spray around the area. Don't put it on with anything. Don't hang it from your nope, old lady's tampon. I'm, I'm spraying it on vegetation, leaves, okay. whatever. Gotcha. <laughs> and my thing is, like, my whole goal with doing that is to get those cruising bucks by night to smell something that maybe tomorrow morning, you know, it triggers a, a thought, oh, I need to go back by and see if Betty's home. You know, <laughs> that's the whole deal behind it. And I've seen it work, you know. I can tell you a story in Southern Illinois that was on public ground, just like Alex's kind of story here. Made a mock scrape. Excuse me. Made a mock scrape the evening before. On my way out, come back in at, you know, an hour before daylight the next morning or whatever, 30 minutes before daylight. And something had worked my scrape already. And I was like, are you kidding? You know, I just made this thing 12 hours ago. Right. And I, I pulled my card out on the camera, go ahead and climb up in my stand, got that little deal you plug in your phone, look at the pictures, boom, there's a giant on my camera two hours before daylight, you know, two hours before I just got there. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I'm not coming out of the tree today. I'm sitting all day, and I'm fat, and I eat a lot, and I don't <laughs> usually sit in the sand all day long, I'll tell you. Uh, but it gave me the confidence to sit there, and about 11 o'clock, Oh, big boy here is getting hungry. And I almost climbed down. And I hadn't seen many deer. And I looked at that picture again. I thought, no, he's in here two hours before daylight. Suck it up, buttercup. See it. You're here. At 1.30, I killed him. Really? Yep. He's 165. Dang. So I killed that deer on public ground, 1.30, cruising, came right to my scrape. Killed him in the scrape. And, I mean... Did that scent kill that deer? Sure did. You know, I mean, there's no question in my mind because I got his picture in my scrape. Caught him coming back to the scrape. And this was just a 12-hour-ago deal. You know, so you don't have to establish mock scrapes for months ahead of time. You can make them overnight in between hunts and, and have a lot of good luck doing that. Is that is that is that your favorite thing to do, Jason, is make those mock scrapes? My favorite thing, yeah. honestly. I mean, you know, doing heat is – is dough and heat you know we're going to sell more dough and heat than we do anything else bar none and it's great don't get me wrong but if you want to have fun and you want to see lots of pictures on your trail cameras makes great gotcha and, and you know like this year and you can go to our youtube channel and watch it and i'm i'm gonna to try to get alan bullman to make this i'm no cameraman let me back up and start over here i'm no cameraman but I bought a little video camera, and I videoed my boy kill that 10-pointer the other day. And it's pretty rough. I ain't going to lie about it. <laughs> pretty rough footage. But the five, seconds, <laughs> the five seconds of glory, perfect. I did great. All the leading up to and all the afterwards, terrible. 
You're going to get Alan to doctor it up, get the wizard a hold I'm of it. I'm going to get a professional to doctor this booger up. But I bring that up because Keegan made this mock scrape, 12-year-old boy, standing in the middle of it. He don't know nothing about this. I just tell him, hey, spray the licking branch, kick it out, make a circle on the ground, spray it in there. We hang a trail camera on it. We got like 10 bucks using it within three weeks, different bucks. I don't mean using it. I mean destroying this thing. And that's where he killed his 10-pointer. You know, we killed it right there on that mock scrape. He, we grunted at him. He come straight. He was coming to the scrape. He shot him about 20 feet from it. Um, I killed my 9-pointer this year on the same property, on not that particular scrape, but on another mock scrape that we had made on the back side of the property. He was working that scrape when I shot at him the first time, missed him. You don't hear all that, do you? <laughs> you, you mentioned something. But I got him. <laughs> That's what matters. You mentioned something hey. before we got on air about uh, mock scrapes late in the season, and I know that's something that I never thought of. Y'all, I always think of mock or scrapes, you know, bucks establishing territory before they start, you know, before rut kicks in and everything like that. And you said that you've seen activity on those mock scrapes even late into January, right? I will promise you a male of any of any creature will breed if given the opportunity to. And <laughs> I, for one, have seen deer. And, and you will notice, I mean, if, if people can't put some of the pieces of the puzzle together, you start seeing little bitty baby spawn deer in May. Hell, then you got some being born in August. You know, they're still with little bitty bitty babies in the first part of both season with stripes on or spots on them and feeding on mama seal and then you got some that's almost losing their spots you know so this rut isn't two weeks long you know we got everywhere across the country i mean some places are more evident than others but bucks are breeding does you know from the end of october through january in lots of places you can do the math and see the fawns you know the size of the fawns to see that that's happening right so why is it so unusual to think you know that a deer wouldn't be attracted to a scrape or a you know a breeding scent even if it is in january you know yeah he may be run down he may be not on his a game he's probably got room for one more <laughs> always room always room for one more <laughs> always room for one more <laughs> and i think but, that's the big thing that you're you, you know us as hunters are looking for any advantage that we can get to one-up the smartest game that we're chasing in the woods, the white-tailed deer. And those down scents gives you the ability to do that with quality products. Now, I'm yep. coming at this with positive influition, not because Jason is paying me to do this or paying me to say this. I can honestly say, without a doubt, I killed my deer in Illinois this year by using these scents. That is my honest opinion on it. Right. And that's the key thing I think that a lot of people are getting confused with a lot of people talking about stuff. You can look at your Instagram profile. You can look at your Facebook pages. You can see common people buying your products at shows, buying them from you on your website, whatever it may be, are getting those positive feedback oh, yeah. and killing those deer on them 
Yeah, it makes it all worth it, man. I mean, we have – there's hardly a day goes by, especially this time of year in November, that we don't get pictures after pictures after pictures. And, you know, granted <coughs> – excuse me, granted, some of them are TV shows that we sponsor, you know, that are obligated to do so. Some of them are staff pictures that, you know, are using our products because they believe in them, but also promotional. But – say 50 75 percent of these pictures are just common people that are just buying our scent full retail sending us pictures and stories and oh my god i met you at this expo and you talked me into buying this product and i killed this deer my first buck or my wife's first deer or my grandson's first deer and and that's when it all just you just grin and you just my my wife knows she she'll look and i'm grinning she goes who killed what i'm like Oh, this boy from Alabama or this boy from Ohio or whatever. You know, it's a pretty cool story. Read it. Look at it. And it's just people like that that makes it all, you know, makes it worth it. Uh, and it keeps me going because this stuff, it's not a get-rich business. If if you ain't got a lot of money to promote it and market it, it's just a, it's just an overpriced hobby in a lot of ways. But I think that's one thing that, that's different. We've been approached by other companies and ask us to use scents. They've asked us to use minerals. They've asked us to use stuff. And I'll be honest, and Cody and I probably more than Nick, we like hats. We love wearing good-looking, you know, stuff. And those nose-down nose hats get more feedback than, than anything <laughs> that, that, you know, we wear as it pertains to a brand, you know, they'll some people sitting there like, "What is that? That's that's my nose down hat," and we've got them and we wear them. But on the flip side yeah, of that, hey, you it, know, it cracks me up how many hats. And I'm not—I shouldn't say cracks me up, but it amazes me how many hats we sell. Uh, I guess I'm just an old guy, and I don't think about selling hats like these guys buy hats. And and our logo has definitely made a, a mark in the industry, and and. We've sold a lot of hats because of it, no doubt. Well, and I'll tell you, Jason, you know, Alex and I come up there and met with you back in the spring, and, and we, you know, we got some sense from, from you and stuff, but we didn't tell a single, we didn't tell a single person that we were using or going to try your sense or anything because, like we had said in the beginning, <laughs> we weren't going to push a product that Not we, that we didn't believe in or we used and then – you know, Alex was fortunate enough to have some great success. And like I said, I did use it this year as well. And without knowing it helped hurt or whatever, you know, I was, and I was kind of afraid to put a lot of sin in there as well. Cause I'd seen so many bucks in that area and you'll have to listen to the previous episode mm -hmm. to hear all about that. But <laughs> I was trying to right. go in there as quiet scent free as I could. And, uh, just my tactic for that area, but Hey, it paid off for Alex. See, I'm the other guy. I'm the stone cold Steve Austin smashing <laughs> bottles on the wall. Right. It's easy for you the... though. You own the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm walking in the woods. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just making a hell of a racket. I'm just, I want attention and that's me. I just, that's kind of my thing. I love calling deer in. I love working them in scents and, you know, no disrespect to anybody that don't, you know, but it's just once you've seen it work and you know what it can do, it's so much fun to fool with these animals, you know. And they're big old turkeys sometimes. You can call them across the field and, and you know, just have them working out of your hand. And then other times, 
you know, and, and I compare turkeys to deer a lot. And when I'm talking to people and anybody listening that turkey hunts, there's a difference between a turkey killer and a turkey hunter, you know, and, right. and you, you're going to have people that hunt turkeys for years and never kill one. And you're going to have people that tag out every year. And it's because they're doing stuff that they've learned along the way from t- watching turkeys and watching gobblers and how they respond to calls and how they respond to decoys and when to call too much and when to shut up and when to move and when to use a strutting decoy versus using a flock of hens versus no decoy at all. You know, there's so much tactic that goes into turkeys and there's no difference really with deer. Same thing. You don't sell so you gotta think you don't sell any nose huh? you don't sell any nose down rattling horns, do you? <laughs> Now, we got a grunt call. Laughing. Cody said, Cody's a rattle master. Cody will rattle. If if nothing's going on, Cody's going to make noise and rattle. Hey, I, I'm on Cody's side. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, Jason, what's your take on those, uh, what's your take on those uh, rope things that everybody's using nowadays? The vine. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. It works. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with it. it. It's a good idea. You know, you can take this piece of nylon string you know or whatever and, and tie it over and soak it down it'll hold scent longer than spraying it on just a traditional branch uh i think it's a good idea i don't have any problem with it i, I don't see anything negative to it do you like do you like those scrape drippers i do uh do you guys sell again, that i don't I, I wish i did but i don't i ain't got any right now i do good to keep up with what i'm doing <laughs> right so you know we we got all kinds of ideas and stuff we want to do and but we ain't got to you know we ain't got time to get there yet um we you know just for your listeners too we launched some new items this year um we launched our eliminate series which is our own scent killing product we have laundry pods bath and body wash and our field spray we also partnered with wind scent we started selling the deer piss vapor unit. So, <laughs> hey, you put it in your get thermos. you one of them to puff on the way to Illinois next year. <laughs> hey, right. No, no, it's, it's a, a, it's a no little. Thermos. Now, this is a vapor unit. So, just like vaping deer piss, but it's on a, you know, a little tripod dude and it's got a remote control and you can set it off out to so many yards from your tree stand. It's cool. It's a neat little unit. I need to get me but a can- we, we, candle made so I can light that thing. <laughs> Some incense sticks. <laughs> yeah. But, like you know, the that's right. Technology is so, you know, so many things out there that we can do and, and that we are doing. Um, the wind scent the newest, coolest thing we do. We started selling our own grunt calls this year. They're custom made. Um, that's what I've been using, of course, all year. Had great response from the deer with those. Uh, and then, of course, all our traditional stuff. And like you said already, it touched on our hats. Um, hats, hats, and more hats. <laughs> and, and and you'll see it's, it's a shame. And unfortunately for me, all of my hat people that make and help me with our hats, they're hunters. So they're in the woods right now. So That's right. We're kind of slacking on our game right now with our hats, and I hate it, but we're keeping up our heads above water. We're treading, you know, uh, but we picked up a lot of stores this year. We got over a hundred retailers now and probably 50 of them are selling our hats and they're calling us weekly, reordering, reordering, reordering. And I'm, I'm having to stop them because I'm like, okay, listen, all my dudes are hunting right now. I know you're selling them, but we got to pump the brakes for a minute. 
Oh, pump your brakes <laughs> moment right there. Brought to you by Nose Down Sense. You can check them out yep, anywhere pump, you find them. <laughs> yep, pump your brakes. That's right. So, and I hate doing that because, hell, it's money and everybody loves them, and, but we can't keep up with them. And that's the thing with the hats on our website. We can't put our hats on the website, all the different ones we have, because we can't keep the damn things in stock. We got um, to get on them boys a little harder, ain't we? Well, I picked up another hat company, so that's going to help. I I have two different hat companies now that's going to be making bulk hats for us. So that's going to keep, you know, if if that don't help, you know, I don't know what will. We'll add a third one. But, I mean, we're selling so many hats, it's just justified right now. We're literally running through thousands of hats a month, to be honest with you. I love this, man. And it's, it's crazy. I mean, but it's a great-looking hat, great-looking logo. Our name says it all. You can't walk into a whitetail deer hunter's world and say nose down and him not know what you're talking about. That's right. You know, it just tells the story. Uh, it it speaks what the product is and what it does. Uh, other, than, so a, other than apparel, Jason, are you guys having a hard time with all the um, shortages of everything, getting bottles? It, or Yes, it's, it's a challenge. Uh, classic example, I ordered two-ounce jars for our gel. They sent me four-ounce. Um, I sent them back. They said, no, we sent them on purpose because we don't have two ounce. Well, all we have is four. I said, well, I don't sell four ounce gel. I sell two ounce gel. They said, well, now you sell four. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay. So it's just things like that, man. Labels, you know, what was taking three or four days turnaround for labels is a month. You know, what was taking, it's just crazy. It's just the world we live in right now, but we're going to get through it. What do we say? Chin up, nose down, no crying in the woods. That's right. We got to just push through, and and that's what we're built for. We make, we made to overcome. So, well, Jason, we're gonna get there. you know, and the biggest thing for for I, I wanted to do tonight was to introduce the people to you, the the, the man behind the scent, and to give an idea about you know you are a real hunter, you are a a person that's built up a small business from the ground up, in a, in a success story and i know the future is going to be bright for you as it goes and it's going to be a lot of fun to hear more about and we i want people to go to those those youtube tutorials but i also want to be able to you know us to do some more stuff together and and tell little maybe we do some little 20 minute episodes where we drop out how to do a mock scraper when's the Mm -hmm. best time to do that and but what i want you to do i want i want not to take away from Nick's thunder because he's got two questions he asks at the end of every episode, and I want him to ask them tonight. But from nose down, what is the most rewarding thing that you've got from it? From from being with nose down, from or, the whole company. Yeah, just in, in in the environment itself. I could say opportunity to go hunt elaborate places with superstars like Matt Jennings, but <laughs> I will say. It's just meeting all these people and, and going to these trade shows and shooting a bull with real hunters just like me. Um, it's not the money, I promise you, because I still have a day job. Everybody knows me. I don't hide behind some computer screen and pretend to be something I'm not. I'm just a normal guy trying to build a business. Uh, but it's just the, the success stories and the and the learning the deer behavior and, and being able to pass that information along to other hunters. and and seeing them use our product, seeing it on TV, that I can't lie, that's cool. 
you know, we'll be sitting there watching the Hunt Channel or Sportsman's Channel and a nose down commercial comes on. That's cool. I ain't going to lie. I, I stop everybody in the house. Look, look, look. You know, <laughs> that's where I'm at with this game. You know, I, it's neat for me to see our brand growing across the country. People talk, talking about us, chattering about us. Uh, but above all, just just meeting everybody, getting these kids involved, uh, trying to use this platform in a positive way. Like I said, I, I could Debbie down a lot of things right now in this country, but we don't do that chin up, nose down. You know, we try to stay positive here. That's right. I love it. Um, and, and this rut has been a, a very depressing rut, you know, <laughs> uh, for a lot of people. Like we talked earlier, there are always going to be people kill big bucks, no matter what. Somewhere, somehow, the Alex of the world are going <laughs> to get lucky, okay? I'll take it, it any day. <laughs> yeah. It ain't everybody, <laughs> but, you know, I think everybody out there right now still grinding, still hunting, still hurt, you know, hurting. <laughs> They're sitting in stands all day, not seeing a lot. Just hang in there because it's, your day's going to come. It may not be this year, may not be this week, may, you know, chin up, nose down. You got to stay with it. That's right. Nick, hit him with it. Well, I think he's. Probably, I probably know his answer because he said it a couple of times so far. But what's a what's what's a good piece of advice that you would uh, share with the listeners, Jason? A good piece of advice to share with the listeners would be definitely don't be afraid to try new things with this scent. Um, and keep your that. head up. Keep your head up. Positive. You know we we don't want to get so caught up in inches and horns. And I know Alex knows the exact millimeter of how big his antlers were there's no doubt in my mind that he it's it's he's going to tell us right now how big was it alex uh, 126 and three quarter <laughs> one four, yeah. uh, one, 147 and four eighths and four eighths it wasn't 146 148 it was 147 and how many eighths four. half yeah yeah half inch there you go <laughs> oh i've got so much hell about that yeah <laughs> Don't get caught up in all that crap, man. I've killed some big deer, and I've killed some little deer, and I love shooting them damn things. There you go. Poke a hole in them, watch them run off and bleed, and just enjoy it. I can't wait Don't, to tip one of these Georgia scrubs over. I'm going to as quick as it walks out. I tell people, you you don't know me. I killed for five years or six years in a row, I killed deer 150 or above with my bow. And... You know, that's pretty good for some dumb redneck. Uh, and, but I'm the same guy. I'll shoot a 174 inch deer and turn around next week, shoot a 100 inch eight corner and be <laughs> as tickled as I could be. I love it. It, it don't bother me. You know, I don't do it to impress my neighbor or to impress social media. I do it for me, you know, and that's what everybody hunting out there needs to do is do it for yourself, do it for your kids sitting there beside you, teach them, show them the way that you were brought up you weren't brought up shooting 150 inch deer there ain't nobody out there telling me they were mostly <laughs> that's you right know, we were all shooting scrubs we were all learning the ropes getting out there and shooting a spike and a four-pointer and tickled flat to death to do it can't um, wait to burn my next eat. one <laughs> get nick some you know, freezer meat kids. it's like my kid man he i gotta be careful with him because he sees all the big deer we see all the big deer we kill, all the big deer on my wall. So he's automatically, you know, thinking he's going to be this trophy hunter. People are going to think less of him. I'm like, dude, how many deer have you killed? Six. Shoot them. Shoot them. Don't, don't 
it, you should be doing a body count right now. <laughs> Stacking you know? them up like we, cordwood. <laughs> yeah. How many? I don't even remember what blood trails are, Dad. That's right. We'll find them. We got dogs. We'll go get them. Keep shooting. <laughs> you know, but I just try to tell people don't get so caught up in the game that you don't enjoy it. Amen to that. Jason, Jason uh, last question from me. What are you most thankful for? Most thankful for my family and for my God and Jesus above that loves us and allows us to do this stuff. Amen. That's most thankful for. Um, where, faith, family, and then deer hunting. I guess I, I lied. Um, where can everybody find your stuff, Jason, if somebody wants to go buy some scent? Well, I've been working on getting it everywhere we can get it. We've been trying to get it in funeral homes, everywhere. <laughs> so far, we're not there yet, though. Uh, right now, you can get it on our website, obviously, com. We have our dealer locator on there that'll tell you, and it's, I'm not going to say it's 100% accurate, but it's 95% accurate on all our dealers across the country. Um, and you can just punch in your zip code, and it'll tell you the nearest store located near you, funeral home, dog parlor, you know, vet, bill, wherever. You know, we're just trying to get it everywhere we can get it, like Kit Kat bars, you know. What's the next show you're going to be attending? As of right now, we will be, excuse me, at Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in February. Okay. Right now, our spring rotation looks like we start in Harrisburg, go to Indianapolis, leave Indy, go to Columbus, or Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, I think after that we go to Raleigh, North Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina, and that might be it. There's five or six shows in February and March that we're doing. Okay. And it'll all be the northern leg. It'll be kind of up in the cold as hell state. You know? <laughs> <laughs> And why not? I mean, it's February. Let's go to Pennsylvania. What else do we got to do? That's right. Have you ever been to that show? I have not. If you want to go to a show, go to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It is unbelievable. It is amazing. Don't worry about the mule load the wagon. Nine days long. Nine days. Good grief. Nine days. February the 4th or 5th through the 13th or something. Golly, I couldn't imagine standing in a show and yeah. talking to folks. For you'd be a wore out bud after that. Let me tell you, and those folks are good folks, but Lord, they some of them are different. <laughs> they, some of them are different. Bless their hearts. They ain't like Southern boys like us. Some of them. Oh, that's great. For the most part, most of them are pretty cool, though. Most of them were. Um, but it's a great show. I mean, it's it's what a deer expo should be. It is nine days of just nothing but butthole to elbows as far as you can see i think they said three to four hundred thousand people attend that show in nine days golly we might have to be making a trip to pennsylvania boys <laughs> it, it's worth going i mean it's a three-day show though you need at least three days to get through it and look at everything Dang, that's crazy cody what's yeah, your final thoughts Jason, I just appreciate you coming on, taking the time out. You may have pushed hey, me. Man, to, no you may have pushed me to go back to Illinois for this uh, late leg. Go up there for Goodness a late gracious. season. I mean, if you're scared, my pocket man. <laughs> no, I, I ain't scared. Oh, I ain't scared. I'll drive. I just uh, yeah. We we got the gas covered too. Yeah, got the gas covered. I ain't worried about the gas. But now, nah, um, I hope you have a good rest of your season and uh, look forward to what the future's got in hold for you. Well, we appreciate you guys having us on and helping us spread the word and 
joining the nose down nation that's what we're out here trying to do is get as many recruited over and to the nose down nation i, I got some hashtags for you people out there listening we got our <laughs> our famous hashtags okay and it's not fjb or anything like that okay it's, uh, <laughs> we have our nose down throwdown so if you kill a buck with our nose down scent hashtag nose down throwdown because that's what we call it oh alex he had his nose down throwdown moment we got our nose down nation. We have our nose down moment. So anyway, you guys want to kill a deer and, and tag us in it, hashtag us, it'll be out there. I try to post as many pictures as I can, but we get so many that sometimes I, I miss people and I hate it. Well, as we're winding this thing up, it brings us down to our final spit. And tonight, Jason from Nose Down Sense came on, and I wanted people to hear the story behind the scent and hear what the man's about. And I'll say thank you to him, not only of, of becoming somebody that we look to use as product, but somebody that we're actually considering a friend now. Cody and I were looking for a place to stay in Illinois when we went up to scout in early season, uh, or excuse me, early preseason. We didn't. We were going to grab a hotel. Jason opened up his doors to us, let us come in there and crash his party at 11 o'clock at night after I got lost trying to find his place and it's moments like that, you know, that made it made it worthwhile for us to want to, you know, become friends with you, Jason, and we can't thank you enough. I'm pretty sure you were going to play in your truck that night. Yeah, we pro- I we think were. we were. I think we were. We were going to yeah. crash in the truck that night. Yeah, and I was like, them poor fellas. <laughs> he felt sorry. Head. He still felt sorry I for us. Sorry for us. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. That's great. Might get you out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, like I said, Jason, it's been a been an honor and a privilege to uh, to get to talk to you tonight. And there's more to come for you. And uh, you know, for everybody here at Talk About It Outdoors, we want to thank you for coming on and being with us. And uh, for everybody that hasn't already, go check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, make sure you're hashtagging it up when you have a nose down moment for nose down that's nation. Right. So, for everybody here, well, at t- we appreciate you. Yes, sir. For everybody here at Talk About It Outdoors, we want to remind you to smile as you go and don't forget, mount the memories.